Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and You want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much In this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hey, I have a statement I'm going to repeat to you guys and I, I want you to think if this sounds familiar to you. But she has her period. But she doesn't seem to have these issues. But she's able to diet or have a low body weight. Why can't I? Anything like that. It could also be like she she's able to run and she doesn't have this problem. Why do I have to stop running? Or she got her period back with less weight gain than I did. 
or how come her she looks better with the weight gain than I look all of these things have in common assumptions about someone else and taking what it looks like is happening for someone else and applying meaning about what that means about you right so I'm going to say that again because it's really important When you are looking at someone else and making an assumption about their health or their body's resilience or what their life is like or that things are easier for them than they are for you, you're making assumptions that you don't have all of the facts about and then applying meaning to you. Because when we are envying or comparing ourselves to someone, it's not happening in a vacuum, right? You're not making a judgment about someone and then leaving it there. It's just, it's human nature. It's actually just how we're designed. And it, it plays a role in, in how we perceive the world, right? So when you compare anything in the world to something else, you're actually subconsciously creating meaning about yourself so for example if you have a friend who makes a comment about another friend it has nothing to do with you right that friend is talking about another friend but subconsciously you're applying meaning about what you know about what that situation means about you so for example a friend says that they love that other girl's hair it looks really great in your mind whether you know it or not Your brain is determining if your hair also looks good enough to be deemed good, (laughs) right? It, It may not be immediately conscious, but these are the things that are creating and building underlying, you know, these underlying issues that got us here with AJ in the first place. So it could look like, Negative judgments too, right? A friend says something negative about a stranger walking by or someone at work or whatever. Maybe they make a comment about someone's weight. In your mind, you're going to compare your body and your weight to that girl and apply the same judgments, good or bad, onto yourself. So I want you to be really aware that we're do that you know we do that <laughs> that we blow things up in our mind and the really important part here is that we're applying this meaning and making it really Im- important without having all of the facts okay so this comes up a lot in the ha community for sure and i hear this all the time from clients and members and and just kind of people that I've like chat with on Instagram or something which is you know but I like my best friend she runs just as much as me she's always on a diet and she always has her period she has three kids you know something like that so this observation becomes this like be all and end all comparison for so many people of like so you know why is my body not as resilient and I'm going to just give you like some practical stuff here I'm not going to get all like um I don't know philosophical about the issue I'm going to be practical here I went through that too and and this is a part of my personality it's like I really 
uh, dissect things. And I used that ability to dissect things to also look further into the reality of the situation. So I have a friend, I'm going to use an example. I have a friend, hi, AD. I'll just admit it, you know, so there's no BS here. Um, and she has always, you know, we're similar height and weight. We're uh, very similar age, a couple years apart. And she also has a similar, like a somewhat similar athletic background. If anything, she definitely has a more athletic background than me. We did the same sport and we pushed ourselves in the gym similarly. But she had her period every month and she was also dieting in a similar way. In fact, we worked at the same nutrition coaching company and we counted our macros and and everything. And she would have her cycle every month. But me? No, not so much. So uh, I, you know, I really was confused by that. And I eventually, over time, come to learn things that just, that, that really showed me that I was not seeing the whole picture and really bringing my problems and just wondering why she doesn't have my exact problems. When what I needed to be asking was, okay, what different problems is she dealing with as a result of this? So lo and behold, you know, she has thyroid, low thyroid, hypothyroidism. And that's how it manifested for her. And, and I don't have that. Um, her cycles, she has very little cervical mucus and, you know, for conception for her, I had to rely on things like pre-seed, which is a, a lubricant that's kind of meant to just help if you have low, uh, cervical mucus production. So that's just a very small, easy to visualize situation where I didn't, I just wasn't looking at her whole picture and I was just picking and choosing what was relevant to me to make up a story about why I suck and she doesn't, you know, when really we just all have different things going on. So when you look at that friend of yours that you think doesn't have the same issues as you, you need to look at the whole picture and realize that she has other stuff going on. Maybe her reproductive hormones or basically her body has a higher stress tolerance. Sure. Then what? Like, and now what? Like, what, why does that matter? Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things, but in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing and these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even we have created a checklist it's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially a 
affecting your recovery today. So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect. And then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery. So to get the checklist, all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you. You can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you, you know, systematically kicked it to the curb? So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and it will be waiting for you there. And then secondly, this is this is exactly why you can't compare, right? I hear it all the time. She should be able to do it. So, you know, I'm not going to stop weightlifting or make changes to my program because I'm doing the exact same program as that girl over there and she has her period. So I know it's true. I've heard this three times this week, different from different people. It's not about the program. It's not about the training program and that if she can do it, you can do it. It's irrelevant. In fact, if you're all on the same training program, that tells me that you're going to be doing, like your body's going to be reacting different. Um, I'll get back to that in a sec. But the training program is irrelevant because your stress tolerance is different. Your body's starting hormonal base. Your, Your body is different. So I don't care... And your body doesn't care what this other girl is doing. And the fact that she can handle it has no physiological meaning about what your body can handle. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. So when someone is doing the same amount of lifting as you, running as you, eating as you, whatever, you know, that's also not a helpful comparison. If we all ate the same and did the same training, we would all look different, right? I see how initially your initial reaction is, oh, if we all do the same program, we should get the same result. But if you really think about it, if we were all doing the same exercise program or eating the same way, that would be way too generalized and not sufficiently individualized. So really the way we should be looking at things from an exercise goals perspective is say you're going into a program, a lifting program, and you have the same goal to like increase your back squat by 80%, okay? Or uh, decrease your run time by 20%. That's going to equal a different number for every person. So there's that as one goal. Now, if you both had the same goal to back squat 100 kilos or reduce three seconds from your runtime, well, now those goals are totally different because if you have a longer runtime, it's probably going to be easier for you to shave three seconds off than it is for someone who's already 
closer to their maximum potential. If you are already squatting 95 kilos, it's going to be easier for you to get to nine to 100 kilos if you know compared to someone whose back squat is 75 or 80 if you have the same training age right but maybe you don't maybe one person's been lifting for longer the person who's been lifting for less time will probably increase the amount of weight that they're able to lift sooner than the person with an older training age like all of these variables there's so many of them that it's wild for us to be comparing ourselves and our body's ability to perform both in training, in life, and hormonally, we just can't compare the two. So if you are comparing yourself to other girls doing similar things in, your, in their life, in their eating, in their training, whatever, it's so important to, to look back and say, okay, if I do do the same thing as them, here are the reasons why it might not be the same for me, okay? I haven't been doing this as long as them. Or I come from a completely different set of genetics and DNA. Or they may not have hypothalamic amenorrhea, but they may have hypothyroidism. Or maybe you don't even know anything about this person. And you have, maybe you're assuming someone has three kids naturally, but they actually had IVF. Or they may have struggled a lot. Or maybe they got pregnant, but they had to be on HRT to to sustain this pregnancy. Like, you just don't know. You just don't know. There's so much that that evens it out, right? Like, um, maybe a friend had a premature birth, right? They, They got pregnant and it was easy for them, but they gave birth many weeks too early but you went through this recovery process and that was hard but by the time you had gotten pregnant everything went hunky-dory okay it's not that anyone did anything wrong but you can kind of see how you want a part of her experience and she's probably going to want a part of the experience that you got it all it 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 all evens out. It all levels out. And comparing yourself to someone else is completely irrelevant. There is nothing relevant about it. Now, part of what we do on this show is share stories about people's recovery so that you can get, you know, motivation, inspiration, maybe hear a little bit of your story inside someone else's to get a bit of, you know, a bit of a pep in your step. Now, Using self-comparison as a way to encourage yourself is a valuable resource. And you could be thinking like, well, that's convenient, right? You know, use it when it's convenient for you, but not when it's not. And you know what I say to that? I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> I say, hell yeah. Because it makes, it actually does just make sense to pick the things that, you know, like maybe you have a similar uh, lifestyle or background to someone else who was able to do this yes take that as inspiration but do not take their story as oh this means i need to do exactly the same thing that's just where the line is drawn this is inspiration it's motivation it can happen for a variety of different people in a variety of different ways because we're all individual and you will probably have to take an individualized approach even if your story is similar to someone else's so just yeah (laughs) those are my my tidbits for today, okay? 
You can't compare your story to someone else in any aspect. Something that someone else has that you want, you have something that they want too, so whatever. And you really don't know what someone else is going through. And it's actually hurtful and harmful to assume that someone else has it better than you have it or had an easier time than you had it. Okay, that's me for today, guys. Love you. See you soon. Everyone have a really great day. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking, all of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, Again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? 
If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense, real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.